presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is Scotty Via here with Paralegal Mike. What's going on, pal? Hey, hey! 
and Crusty the Clown. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how's your week? Not bad. Busy day work today, but we're pulling through. Pulling through, you're doing all right. I like that. I like that. I, I feel the same way. I've got a lot of pressure on me right now with my job. You know, getting football people and now hockey people, and it's a lot. I'm in charge of social media graphics, all that shit. So, but luckily, my stress reliever at times, other than cranking one out, is pro wrestling. You can't say that on the <laughs> podcast. I can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep Didn't. that in. <laughs> uh, Mike, let's be honest. We uh, like about a month ago, we were like, ah, it's we're gonna we're in a bit of a lull. So let's let's kind of think about doing a, like a mega episode of predicting or fantasy booking, however you want to call it, the the rest of the year for for pro wrestling. And we can't do that this week. We were gonna do it this week, but we can't. There's Wrestle Dream this past weekend. And next, this coming weekend is Fastlane, so we can't do that. So we'll do that soon. Yeah, let's let's talk about pro wrestling because boy, stuff's Oof. been happening. It has been happening. We're gonna get right into Wrestle Dream, AEW Wrestle Dream this past weekend, live from Seattle, Washington. It was a, it was a it was a good show. It was a good show. There's some decent matches on there. It was fun to watch. I enjoyed uh, watching it, and I think pretty sure it feels like a lifetime ago to be honest with you. But I, I think we were, I uh, was texting back and forth with Tom. By the way, mm-hmm. you're welcome. I took it off the group chat and just me and Tom, so it wasn't blowing up your phone because I'm a good friend. Let me appreciate it. I love, like, if I'm not watching live, spoil the shit out of that. You know how I roll. Let well, me know I, the big moments. And <laughs> I know that about you, but I just, me and Tom were like going hardcore nerd stuff. So I was like, I don't want to blow Mike's phone up with this yeah. stuff and just like a lot of little minor things, but um, oh, always keep it in the group chat. I like catching up on it after there's a lot of good banter in there lately. So it's, it's been fun, but uh, dude, let's get right into it. We heard it uh, on the intro there because I, uh, I pulled a little audio. Adam Copeland, the man formerly known as edge is now all elite in He's AEW. The worst kept secret, as you said, for all those following on the TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Um, we both talked about maybe waiting for television mm-hmm. for Mr. Copeland's big return. Um, obviously, their plans were different. Obviously, they felt they had the room for it. And it didn't disappoint, no. even though it's something I think we all knew writing was on the wall that, yeah, Adam Copeland is making his way to AW. Great first impression made by Adam Copeland. Yeah, man. <laughs> For me, it was the rumors throughout the weekend, like this is more than likely probably happening. And that's so I was like, God damn it. I'm a fan. I need to watch that live. I can't experience that on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. I so I'm I dropped my 50 bucks, got the pay-per-view, which at on Friday I was like, I'm not ordering it. I'm just not. I'll watch NXT yeah, you said. on Saturday and then I'll follow along. But the rumors were too strong and, and I love Edge. I think he's fantastic and I kind of agree with him that his run last run in wwe which was very good but not utilized the way or hope went the way he hoped same with me i wanted to see it more often but anyway i was like i gotta i gotta do it i can't be the one guy in the group that's not watching it plus it's it's, it's work for the podcast right like i'm doing the good deed for the show yeah just or... find however you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it didn't disappoint i i was that nerd where i was like 
are there camera guys on the ramp? Are they looking? What's what's the crowd looking at right now? Are they looking at the ramp? Or are they looking at the beat down in the ring? And then as soon as Christian went to get the the two chairs for the concerto, I was like, oh, here we yeah. go. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, well, there there it was right, like the concerto yeah. getting set up. You're like, oh, this is probably the moment you want to do it. Yeah, and it really did deliver. What do you what do you think about the booking thus far for Mister Adam Copeland coming in for the the saving of the day? Uh, the stare I, I, down with Christian. Perfect. Have him don't don't touch. Even in the press conference after the show, Edge said, "If you want to know why I'm here and why I was out in that ring tonight, you got to watch Dynamite. You'll get my mission statement then." I was like, "Perfect. Well, I have yeah. to watch Dynamite, right?" I, I liked it. It was good. Uh, it was. I wasn't a huge fan of the little uh, video package before with him driving the car and this, this, and that. Yeah, I, that was. It's pretty, pretty but, wildly bad. It, it was a cool package, absolutely. It, it, I think I would have maybe liked to see that at Dynamite instead of all of a sudden hearing that theme song, which, by the way, if you if you watch wrestling and don't know what happened, same song, same fireworks, same pyro, bit of a different entrance where it says, instead of you think you know me, it's you think you knew him, and that's his wife Beth saying that part. Yeah. It- and. It's it's all the same cool. afterwards, right? Perfect. Exactly what I want. And yeah. I came out and did his you, thing. You need to make him feel like Edge without calling him Edge. Yes, which a lot of wrestlers have so trouble for, doing. So, well, it's a press <laughs> conference. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> but I think it's good for TV, for viewers who are going to turn that channel and they're going to they're gonna see that music play on a different show a good way to probably glue in some of those people who know him but um getting back to <clears throat> the point at hand was the booking of um mr adam copeland it'd be a long time until we get that straight but no, that'll call him edge but um yeah no I, I thought it was either you're joining up with your buddy christian or we're getting right to it and they decided we're gonna get right to it we're gonna keep christian that hot fucking heel and we're gonna bring in adam copeland as the supreme baby face which to be fair baby face lineup in AEW probably needed it yeah big time, yeah. <laughs> big time. so i'm not i'm not mad that night they gave the turn to uh, nick wayne i love the turn so that yeah so do i and i think it's again though like do we need more heels sure whatever do we need more fucking factions i don't know <laughs> do they even need more wrestlers Get a little out of hand no no they don't even need more wrestlers but in in my opinion, Mike, and I know, and a lot of people won't agree with this. On, I don't even know how to word it correctly, but on many levels, for me, this is the biggest signing since Jericho. Yes, you've got CM Punk, and well, I mean, like I, I, I still think that we don't undermine CM Punk, who was away from wrestling for the time he was. See, and that's like, the, I, I think that signing is is pretty fucking big. But I agree with you in terms of high profile names, Jesus. Yes. I, I mean, you didn't want to believe it because you want to be like, he'll be a Fed guy. Like he, mm-hmm. he's a Fed guy. Obviously, there's something now that is interesting, guys. Where they're like, maybe we do get a little bit more creatively. Because a lot of the talk around the dirties was that creatively, it was tapped in the Fed, and he loved mm-hmm. his time there, but creatively was the thing that was making the move happen yeah yeah well edge even said it in his press conference that mm. they got to a point over the summer where they just had nothing for him and 
we saw that he was off for months, came back for his final match in Toronto against Sheamus, and that was it. And you could have had the guy working with younger guys. You could have had him doing storylines, but you just didn't. And it is what it is kind of thing, right? So why not move on? I think if if they had storylines for him in the Fed, he wouldn't be in AEW right now. I think he would have signed an extension. But Oh, I, I think so too, but they knew, hey, with this young talent we have, clearly the cuts, we trimmed the fat recently. Mm-hmm. We want to start using some of this roster that we have. And thanks, like, you're great to build on WrestleMania. You're great to build here, and I just I think Adam Copeland's going to serve better in AEW. So it was nice to see him. I don't want to spend the whole pod talking about something we're going to see for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, so definitely. There was a in. wrestle dream show. Yeah, I just one more <laughs> final thought on, on on Adam Copeland Edge being there. I'm not getting into the whole, well, we get to see the Hardys and the Edge and Christian team uh, again. I'm not going to start in a fantasy booking because I'm I'm taking this day by day. I'm taking this yeah. by, let's let's see how the story plays out. I want to hear the guy talk. The guy can talk. The guy can work. And not this week, uh, but next week. Dynamite is on Tuesday on the 10th. And Edge is fighting Luchasaurus. That's his first match. So there you go. Like they've already booked him for Dynamite this week. I believe Collision this week and booked him for Dynamite next week. So the guy's going to be around. He said it in the presser. He's a weekly guy, which should be pretty easy these days because they don't really tour very much at all right now so it's a one day a week kind of gig so perfect yeah, make but, make tv and go home exactly so if we're not getting let's i'm going to be honest if we're not getting kenny in the bucks every single week which we rarely do i'll even put hangman adam page in there those guys are the reason that AEW is around right now because of the elite if we're not getting them on tv you better fill it up with some a big star you lost cm punk which is fine in my opinion you brought in somebody that in the wrestling world is bigger oh how do how do you fill a void in aw you sign adam copeland you sign a whole you sign thing. a guy who's probably got good rapport with a lot of guys obviously we know he's got a great working relationship with ftr who clearly everyone saw the them at the the tunnel yeah really excited for him to come back so i think it's a better leadership in the locker room <sighs> on paper yes. i think the divide will be lessened i think so because everyone's because a fan. of mm-hmm. that well yeah yeah and i just don't think his ego is that big granted you're coming in and your contract is probably pretty pretty lucrative <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> we're, uh, we're excited but it'll be exciting to watch week to week it's giving me more reason to watch aw television that's exactly it i'm very curious uh about how the ratings do this week i don't buy into that too much but are we going to get a little bump for aw for uh edges debut I sure hope so. Even if it's just the, the opening the show kind of thing, but uh, that'll come in time. Dude, uh, like you said before, AEW Wrestle Dream was this past weekend, and we got ourselves a full-blown card of matches. And mm-hmm. where do you want to start, Mike? Where would you like to start? Scott, look, you just, you, I don't, you know what, you want to get it out of the way? Yep. You want to get it out of the way? How you'll be the most hated person on this podcast because you're nope. just so wrong about this match. Not even close. I want to talk to about. Wrong. I want to talk about Brian Danielson and Zack Saber Jr. Match sucked. I want to talk about the wrestling match of the night. That's the wrestling match of the night. Not even close to wrestling match of the night. I I just think it's weird as a guy who is all into the flippy dippy. I love some high spot shit. Um, that kind of wrestling should only be done by those guys. 
I'm worried now that the indies are going to try to mimic what they saw in that match. Sorry, guys, you're not that level of technician where those counters look as good as they do. And I know you like it very much so was the match you knew it was going to be. And you just don't like those kind of matches. Just not my thing. Not my thing at all, Mike. It, 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 and that's fine. Now, I'm not saying anybody's wrong for liking it. I'm not saying anyone's wrong for saying it was awesome. Match the air quality. <laughs> I'm not going to say that out loud. I might tweet it, but I won't say it out loud. Mike, it's yeah, not good. I, I it, mean, it's not good. I get... Dave star rating comes out. <laughs> 6.7 stars. Why is it a 0.7? Well, because uh, someone had the sniffles that night. So look, Mike, this isn't entertaining wrestling. It's not. It's not. At the end of the match, was either of the guys sweating? No, they were not. Were they breathing hard? No, they were not. Did they even run the ropes once? I don't think they really did. Did anybody go get tossed into a turnbuckle? Was anybody like outside of like, owie, 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 this hurts, hurts, hurts. Was there any struggle? Was there any fight to come back? Was there any people trying to win outside of like a, a twisted McDick lock that has only been done in, 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 in DDT Japan six days of the year? Mike, it's not good. It's not entertaining. It's not fun. At no point... Did either of those guys struggle to to get back to have to sell like they took a, a, a superplex off the top rope? Nothing, Mike. I see more struggle when I to bend down to tie my shoes every fucking day than these two guys did. <laughs> extravaganza. I disagree because I think they when they worked the body parts like the Danielson arm and stuff. I think it was so fucking good. Everything looked good. I guarantee you it all hurt like a motherfucker. I would never want to be a part of it. But much like these chop battles that are going on at, in, in strong style matches, it just, it does nothing for me. The, I, I don't believe those guys told a very good wrestling story. And I know I'm in the minority on this. I know if Zack Sabre Jr. or Brian Danielson were sitting across from me, they would tell me this was the story, and I just completely missed it. And that's perfectly fine. But I... But I don't even think you did. You just don't want that kind of wrestling on your TV. Which, to me, is crazy when AEW is so fucking lightning fast and rapid to have something like this on the show really stands out. By two guys who are both the best at that. Absolutely, but 90% 90% of the matches were like, I'm going to pull your arm back. I'm going to pull your fingers. I'm going to twist your legs into this. You've got to spin out of it. The only thing that was yes. good about that match was John Moxley on commentary saying, beat that fucking guy's Man. ass. That was the entertainment. Man. That was the fun of it. That was the only reason I didn't pick up my phone. Cause I was like, what is Moxley going to say next? And he was fantastic on commentary, but I was like, yeah, I, I, just... I mean, there's another takeaway Moxley on commentary amazing he's yeah, the one very that, good like when he was explaining things like you know when you do this you got to try and do this to get out of that move or this this not to me i was all in for that but watching i was like oh god is this over yet is this over and uh, i know we're talking pro wrestling here but there's too many times where i'm just seeing a guy sitting there letting the other guy twist him up or do this this and that when they weren't fighting to get away struggle try to get out of the move kick out nothing mike it wasn't good 
I think you no, don't shake your head. No, no, no. Don't I'm, shake your I'm head. I'm fucking blown away. I'm blown away. You need to nod your head uh, up I want to move on. Like Scott's making sense. I actually I agree with he, him. No, you're not. No, you're not. Come on now. Come on now. Your toque already fell off. I see it. You, you're getting all fired up for no reason. You're you're getting fired up because you're like, this guy's making a lot of sense. And this is I not. I wish a... Tom was on the pod. <laughs> Gotta get Tom on the pod. We will. But you you're telling me that was the match of the night compared to the amazing tag team match we saw between FTR and Aussie Open. That match fucking ruled, dude. Yeah, FTR is always great. It's not my favorite FTR match. That's not even it's part not of the discussion. FTR match. That's, that's not they that's not part of the discussion. I'm saying you're saying yeah, I'm saying Zach Saber Jr. and, and Danielson was better oh. than than FTR. My you're, my other the one that gross. came close, we're gonna talk about soon. We can move on because I know this is going to just go at length. I love that match. Scotty's in the very, very, very minority of people who did not like that wrestling match. 100%. And I'll I'll own that the whole time. And I won't ever not debate that either because I'm right and you're all wrong. That's wild. Moving on. (laughs) Other highlights of that show, uh, which I really, really loved and. At first, I was very surprised. I'm like, oh, this is turning out this way. But then when you kind of realize the location and everything, Swerve versus Hangman Adam Page was fantastic. There, See, you brought it up number two. That was real close. <laughs> this is real close. What What did they did they not do a, 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 a Germany's oh, wrist lock sake, that uh, you can only do when it's Labor Day weekend? Can, it, did, the, did the match miss one of those? Yes. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> I would say if AEW fans need to know one thing right now is that within the next year, Swerve's gonna be fucking AEW champion. Yep. He's gonna be it's, main eventing. It is insane how over he was, granted. Home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Yet the home the hometown kid definitely it showed. And but he's so fucking good. He's so good. Uh, he's gonna have to get rid of his manager though. Prince Nana's too over as a as a yeah. with the dance, and Swerve is a very evil heel right now in AEW. It's nice that Swerve is getting opponents like Hangman. Yeah, that's huge. Someone who could fucking work. There was a moment where I fully believed that Swerve Strickland was a better pro wrestler than a hangman adam page i feel like hangman's just off too much and whether that's because he's with his family or whatever it's not just beside the points he's just gone too much then he comes back and gets these high profile matches and i feel like he's struggling the whole time which maybe is amazing work but i i just feel like man like there's something missing again and this guy was the guy he was supposed to be the future he was supposed to be the the next level main eventer for AEW after the top tier guys like Kenny and Jericho, it was supposed to be hangman taking this company to the next level. And I don't know what's been going on. He made a comment on dynamite last week about how he's had a cloud over his head for a few years. And everyone thinks that that was the CM Punk stuff. And maybe it was, maybe it hurt his feelings more than we know. And it caused him to miss work, but there was just something off there. And it, I, I was like, man, if this is the work of the match, Swerve Strickland is taking his spot. It really is. On the mic and in the ring on work rate. So if, it, if that was the work, they got me. And well fucking done. But 
my worry is that that wasn't the whole plan. I, it's, I mean, AW is real fucking weird with how they book to begin with. Um, it seems like the elite, I think there was a conversation where they did maybe potentially put them all in a backseat role. Yeah. Like they all had to sit back. Kenny Omega's not wrestling singles matches. Which is starting to really piss me off. And you and everybody else. I mean, we'll kind of move into the next. I love the love the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks didn't need to fucking win at Wrestle Dream. Yeah, I don't uh I can't disagree with that. There there was unless there's gonna be another big series with them and FTR, make it a best of seven. Like if we're just getting another one off match and then they don't touch or interact for months, yeah. I don't want well, I've seen that twice now. Well, I mean, what are they waiting for? They're gonna wait for what full gear in November? That would be the last spot, but if they were smart and you want to start popping some ratings, you have that main event dynamite or if you're I, or like you said, collision. best of seven. I would love to see a best of seven. And then, in my opinion, do what you should have been doing from fucking day one. Put those tag team titles in a main event of a pay-per-view. You've already done that with all your mid-card singles titles. It's time. You guys were the ones touting tag team wrestling from the indie days and how great it was. And then you get your own company where you can essentially almost do whatever the fuck you want. And you I, I, you just haven't lived up with that tag team division uh, storyline-wise, in my opinion. But anyway, I, Young Bucks I feel that way about tag team wrestling. They have great tag teams with no stories. Yeah, and that's the Fed's starting to kick out of that right now, which is nice to see mm-hmm. um, after the titles were on the Usos for over a year kind of thing. Right now they're starting to move with storylines. But uh, back to AEW here. Yeah, I, for me, I thought for sure the Gun Club was going to win it. I mean, they're I was fucked, man. How do you not give them that go? I I don't know. I, Again, because like, they already had the titles recently this year, but they're hot as hell right now. You got Bullet Club rolling. In my opinion, with the releases that have been done with WWE, you can easily add some new members to Bullet Club when some of those uh, no compete clauses are done. Start building that Bullet Club up again. Make it a bigger mm-hmm. faction. Make it dominant. But. I was surprised by it too. I didn't want to see the Lucha Brothers win. I'll be honest with you. I could go from not seeing them on my TV every week for a little while. Maybe they need a break that the Bucks take all the time. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same stuff every match, Mike. Sure. Like, I mean, it, it only gets creative when it's a true tag team match in AEW. These giant team matches are always a fucking mess. And the Bucks are really good when they're just against another team. And you got to work another team and you can build spots and get real creative with it. When you're in that kind of fucking smorgasbord, it's just too much, man. A little bit. So I don't know. Maybe they're getting set to go on a big Bucks run on TV because they're the six-man ROH champions. One of the Bucks has an international championship match this week on Dynamite. So maybe there's something going on there where they're like, hey, yeah, we're a full-blown, like, we're going to be on TV for the next couple months, which I would love to see. But... Yeah, it was very interesting. One match that I I want to make sure that we could talk about because I thought it was yeah. very good was the women's TBS championship match, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. All right. I eat humble pie every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, we both have to, really. I already know Chris Statlander's incredible in the ring. Julia Hart looked great. Um, it's a win where I thought Julia Hart looked pretty damn good. Yeah. 
a huge improvement from what I've seen before, but I still don't think, I think people walked away from that. They're like, it was pretty fucking amazing. I'm like, ah, come on. Like at what level of standard are we holding matches to in that women's division? It was good. That's the thing. Like in in the texting with Tom, we both love that match. Uh, I wouldn't say it was amazing for the match, but knowing how green, knowing how green Julia Hart is and she put on a match where I don't think any of that green showed. She really stepped nope. up and owned it and has shown so much improvement this past year that I think that's why people are giving it so much credit that it, it's getting right now. And uh, I want to be part of that too. Like they put on a great match where my barometer is Mike is, did I pick up my phone? I didn't. And that's a pretty good thing. Cause it's so easy to pick up my phone and scroll through shit and just get a little bit distracted. If I'm not interested in something that unfortunately is like, what am I, terrible crutches in life right now if i'm bored for half a second i'll just pick up my phone quick especially if i'm watching live sports right so i didn't pick up my phone during that and then i picked it up right after to be like holy fuck tom i really like that match great job for both of them <laughs> i think it helps that title too honestly because i don't think saray is defending her title yeah. for another two weeks and i'm like okay well now this one's getting some uh some love which is great it's fun real good mm-hmm. real fucking good I agree. I'm glad she's got that title. Uh, I think she will be like the working moving up women's title. But yeah, should we get to the main event before Edge came out? Yeah, we can talk about that match that I kind of liked. It was a fine two out of three yeah. falls match. We saw some crazy bumps, like we always do. This one had even more crazy bumps with Christian body slamming Darby off the apron onto the stairs. And not like the flat part, the actual fucking stairs, which was wild. Just, just wild. Um, there's not much more you can say to it. It's just like, fuck, man, like you're, you're, you're doing everything you can to be the highlight of the night, which is you're getting it. But man, you're doing it at a crazy price on your body. But it also makes Christian look like that yeah. much more of a dick. You're 100% right. Like Christian really, it could end up being the best heel run of his career. If he keeps this shit up. And it's great too now that like we got Copeland in the mix, which could even help that more and more. Run this for a while. Let's not wrap this up too quick. Pretty much every single heel run has been him being like a chicken shit, whiny little brat heel. Now he's just a full blown asshole. A full blown asshole. Like at the beginning, I believe it was during Zero Hour when they were doing the. Uh, opening ceremony for Antonio Inoki. Uh, Antonio Inoki's grandsons were there. And they in the middle of it, they just shot back to Christian watching the TV. And in the press conference, Tony Khan asked, Christian, why were you watching the TV during the Antonio Inoki um, ceremony? And Christian just straight-faced like, those kids lost their grandpa. And that was it. Like, just... <laughs> Just it was perfect, and <laughs> go out of your way to watch Christian's quick little press conference because it's fantastic. I can't remember the the one reporter's name, but I think it was Brian Alvarez, the same guy that Punk kind of picked on. And Christian just like you, I don't take questions from fucking marks. Like it was just <laughs> fantastic. So uh, yeah, Christian's on the best run of uh, heel run of his life right now, and it's it's super fun to watch. Yep, it's. It could lead up to some of the best storytelling in AEW in a long time if they keep it up. Yep, absolutely. Anything else you want to touch on before we move on to previewing Fastlane? Um, MJF's a fucking star. Never forget it. Um, 
he's so goddamn over <laughs> his yeah. baby face. It's it's awesome. I I like the press conference from MJF as well. Then bringing up how much he's working. Like yeah. clearly, stock is high with our guy MJF, and I love to see it. Um, is there another takeaway? Kenny Omega, can we can we please start letting Kenny Omega just wrestle in singles matches? I'd is that going to happen it. again? Because I thought that that match again was messy. Is messy. The one part I really loved was when uh, Kota Ibushi and Takeshita started going at it. I feel like that was the first time I've seen Takeshita comfortable in the ring as a heel since he's turned and joined AEW and, and turned as a heel. Uh, I thought he was great because those guys fucking killed each other a little bit. Uh, and it sounds like we're going to be seeing a lot more of uh, Kota Ibushi and AEW here, according to Kenny. So I like that too. That's wonderful news. Yeah. Buddy, let's get right to Fastlane. Fastlane. Not, not going to do a mega show. This lane is so fast. If you want to pass, you got to go in the fast lane. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as of right now, and this is Tuesday night that we're recording, so I'm sure something will be popping up on SmackDown, but fuck it. Mike, let's go off with a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship. It is Eosky defending her title versus Asuka and Charlotte Flair. Ooh. What are you going? Let EO hang on to it a little while longer. Hey, picking EO. I'm going to do the same thing. Give fucking Charlotte, though, if you're going to. What are you doing with Jay Cargill? Is the question. EO's keeping it. I'm going to go with you there. That's why I was sitting there thinking because I'm like, it's easy to put it on Charlotte and have Jade Cargill go face to face with Charlotte. All the rumors coming out today were that Jade is going to be part of the Monday Night Raw brand because Cody's moving to SmackDown is what my understanding was. And then they're going to push Jade Cargill and Jey Uso and Rhea Ripley to the fucking moon. But Sweet. Yeah. Uh, we've got a six-man tag team match. We've got Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. Uh, they're facing the LWO, which is a big six-man tag team match. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And guess what? You're 100% correct, because yeah. that's got to happen. Yeah. And then we've got, this is all tag team matches. There's not a single singles match so far on this card. Not going to lie, Mike, that hurts it for me. Uh, so next up is Solo Sokoa and Jim Uso versus John Cena and L.A. Knight. I mean, John Cena and L.A. Knight are going over. There's not even a question about it. I, I, I hear you, but I fucking love if you gave a little little bloodline love brought their fucking heat up i mean i think it would be Make good that but... story fucking matter again it doesn't <laughs> um but yeah you're right la Knight, john cena i'm very confused by this bloodline storyline angle very confused but yeah uh the other tag team match is the judgment day defending the undisputed tag team championships versus cody rhodes and jay uso let's be honest you fucking finally split up the Usos and you just put them back in tag team matches with different partners. Fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going Judgment Day. All, they all find their way back together. <laughs> going Judgment Day on how, this one. How fucked is it, though, if uh, uh, our buddy Uso fucks with Cody Rhodes? Roman comes out and fucking dogs him. I mean, that's just huh? great storytelling that they're not going to do. Huh? <laughs> it's great no, they're, storytelling. They're absolutely not going to do that. <laughs> um, Judgment Day's got to get that win dirty, I imagine. I think so, too. Uh, and then, finally, what I believe and hope is the main event, 
Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship in a last man standing match. Uh, I can't remember what I did last time, but I'm going Shinsuke Nakamura this time. Whoa. Not because that's uh, what my heart thinks. My head thinks that. Whoa. Mind blown. What's your (laughs) reasoning? I'm here. I'm listening. They've done such a good job of building up Shinsuke. And building up this angle with Seth's bad back. And I know they did this last pay-per-view, but it would have been weird if they had done the last pay-per-view. I think they've got something really working really well with Shinsuke as a heel, cutting his promos in Japanese, being a little bit more vicious with attacking like the specifically the back. You need a big heel on SmackDown right now, or on Raw right now, sorry. And Shinsuke could be that guy. And then you can have Jay Uso versus Shinsuke. Uh, and then you've got like a fresh, fresh, brand new matchup you've never seen before. That's real good. Oh, that makes it very difficult. Oh, you got one minute. You got to make a decision in one minute. I'm going Seth just to just to be the opposite. Okay. I love where your head's at, though, because I think Seth could be getting ready for some time off if that's the case. Uh, yeah, I, that's true. I'm not even thinking that. I'm literally thinking for storylines and purposes and this and this and that. And I think a little bit of you can't keep doing where guys just keep holding the titles for a year, year and a half. Like we're kind of seeing that a lot with Gunther and Roman, obviously right now. Yeah. I think you need to be hot shot, not necessarily hot shot, but you need a title change every now and then that people are going to be shocked by and surprised by. I think this is it. They're finally going to pull the trigger, make Shinsuke Nakamura a world champion in WWE. Damn. Good call. Thank you. I'm excited to see. I'm still saying Seth, though. You're probably going to be fucking right, too. But we're getting to the end of the year for Book of the Year, so everything counts. I- I'm going on a big limb here trying to get Shinsuke up. But, uh, buddy, we're running out of time here. The clock is ticking down. Let us know what your thoughts on Wrestle Dream, on that pretzel match that everyone really fucking loves. And make sure you give us your picks oh, for Fastlane. <laughs> As it's this Saturday. Saturday is Fastlane. Every pay-per-view should be on a Saturday. Great job, WWE. Follow us on our socials at In My House Pod. You'll find everything there. Trying to uh, post as much as we can, as often as we can. And we interact with you guys all the time. So thanks for doing that. Keep it up. Make sure you hit that share button. And make sure you speak your mind and tell your truth like I did today without any fear. Because that match was not fun to watch. For fuck's sake. Fuck off. Oh, for apparently can't wait for the fun fact. (laughs) I am Scotty Bia. Enjoy that fun fact, but more importantly, thank you for enjoying this episode of the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Wowie!